are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. And ladies and gentlemen, a week from today, we will be breaking down the first round of the NFL draft right here on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, the Locked On NFL Podcast. Q, it's crazy. We've been talking about the draft for months. I've done way too many mock drafts. I've written too many mock drafts. I've yeah. read too many mock drafts. You have. It's all about to finally be over. Yeah, it is, man. I'm excited because you can stop reading mock drafts. You can stop writing mock drafts. You can stop thinking about mock drafts. And finally, we'll know the real deal. What's really going on? Who's going to what team? How they're going to contribute? If they're going to contribute? If it's a good pick? If it's a bad pick? What we think? I mean, we'll be able to break down the actual knowledge that we have next week. So I'm excited about that. But we still have, like you said, a week to do before that actually happens. Absolutely. We got a week before that. So before we do, this is our last show together before the draft happens. So I wanted to just take some broad strokes, take a step back and talk about different storylines that we've seen in the NFL draft. You've heard Q and I talk about what we who we believe at the quarterback position. So we're going to go around and we're going to do uh, we're going to play a game called cap or no cap. Now, if you're if if you're like us and needed to like make sure we understood what this what the meanings <laughs> of both of these were before we actually started because I'm like cap and no cap and Q was like what does that mean I'm like actually I'm not sure either but I know the kids be saying this a lot and it's funny when they do but we had this so cap means that you're lying and that you you, you lying through your teeth that ain't that ain't the truth no cap means you tell you telling you spitting facts right there so we're gonna do this for in the first segment we're dealing with offensive skill players. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Second segment, we'll do the trenches. So offensive line, defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman, and edge rushers. And then in the final segment, defensive skill players, linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. So Q, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this off with a statement. I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna say something. And I want you to tell me if I'm cap or I'm no cap here, because I need to know if 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 I'm spitting the facts here. Okay. I'm saying right now, if I'm an NFL team, I would rather draft Kellen Mond in the second round than Matt Jones in the bottom of the first round. That, to me, my friend, is no cap. I Yay, think that you are saying agrees. no cap, and this is why. I think that Kellen Mond, who's had plenty of time to work with Jimbo Fisher, who's put plenty of people in the NFL, and he's had a lot of starts under his belt. That's the thing about it, man. If you look at all the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted early outside of Trevor Lawrence, look at the number of starts that they've had. You're talking about 17 starts, 11 starts, 18 starts. I mean, very minimal amount of starts. That's yeah. nothing in the league. And look, I'll go back to Bill Parcells. You know, he said if you're going to draft a quarterback, you want to draft a quarterback that's got some skins on the wall, a guy who's been there, done that, has plenty of starts under his belt. Kellen Mond has the most starts under his belt in this mm. draft at like 40-something. That mm. is the guy that you really, really want and can believe in. And not only that, is a guy that even after the games, when the Aggies would be done and they're flying back to College Station, he would be up there sitting next to Jimbo, talking about the next opponent, talking about the game plan, a student of the game, a guy who will dive into uh, a game plan and dive into his craft uh, feet first, or head first, whatever you want to say. But he's a guy who really cares. Uh, he's very athletic. 
Uh, I think he continued to get better and better each year when he was at Texas A&M, and he really could be a guy that you look up a few years from now and say, why weren't we paying more attention to Kellen Mond? I feel like that's the situation there right now, man. Like somebody, some people are talking about Mac Jones. I really like Kellen. I can, I was telling Steelers fans, I'm like, let's. Everyone keeps saying bad things about Kellen Mond because if he slips down to the fourth round or the third round, that's when you take. That's when you take him. But uh, the, the I think more people have caught on to his tape and they're like, nah, that guy. He's at least worth a second round pick. So I think that's where he'll go. But all right, Q, hit me with a statement from your end. I'll tell you if it's cap or no cap. Um, a statement on my end. How about we took a look at the wide receiver position? And okay. I'm going to say that Devontae Smith is going to struggle and not be a really good wide receiver in the NFL because he does not have the size to survive in a grown man's game. I'm going to say cat, man. I don't, I don't buy that. I get that people are saying you that. would be correct. I do not buy that either. I think De- <laughs> I think Devontae Smith is going to be a heck of a wide receiver. I know he's not the biggest dude, but uh, he's just a guy that can get it done, you know. And and a guy like Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson, excuse me, has made a, a a career, a long career, being a smaller dude, and he just well has been uh, hard for anyone to hit. So uh, I think that uh, I think that Devontae Smith is going to have that same ability. Yeah, I'm with you. I just he's he's so athletic. He's gonna make it work. And some uh, so many people are making this whole thing. Oh, he's too small. He's too this. I don't care how small he is. Put him in the league. He he gonna ball. Um, you, you know he's the only thing that worries me is if if he gets a couple injuries and they start nagging at him. But that can happen to literally anybody. Whether you're Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or a defensive tackle, you know, I, you know, it could happen to literally anybody. I mean, Landon Dickerson's one of the most built dudes in the, in the, in the, in the draft and he's dealt with injuries his whole career. So I'm right with you on that. All right. Now time for me to hit you with one. We're going to go to running backs. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, cause everyone's talking about Najee Harris. I know it's Steeler nation. Everyone's talking about Najee Harris. Hey, there's everyone's no way. Hold on, hold on, hold on player. Hold on oh, player. There's oh. no such thing as Steeler nation. What you mean? There's no such thing as Steeler Nation, brother. What 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 are you saying? Now what, I know the, you're capping when you, you say that. We, we, you we, are we capping on that. Here. There's like, no such thing as Steeler Nation. You, you get mean? your own line. It is Raider Nation or nothing. Slow what are you talking about? Slow your roll, player. What, what, what where, where's Raider Nation? Raider Nation is worldwide, brother. Where, where do they go? Where are they at? <laughs> worldwide. When, when I when I go to Miami, Steelers fans pack the pack pack the stands. There's more Steelers fans than Dolphins fans. I've literally been to Arizona. Okay. And there are more Steelers fans in Arizona. That's okay. In Phoenix, Arizona. It's okay. That is 3,000 miles away from Pittsburgh. I don't, Pittsburgh I'm not New saying. York, Pittsburgh, hey, Pittsburgh in Chicago. Hey, brother. I'm not saying the Pittsburgh fans don't represent. I know that they do, but they're not called a nation. Get your own term. It's Raider Nation or nothing. It's not America's team. It's not Chiefs Kingdom. It's Raider Nation. Steelers, you get your own. You got your rings. You go get your own slogan, damn it. You are captain because that is false. Those are lies. That is the definition of cap. Y'all don't get nation in Raider Nation. You know why? Because the Steelers took y'all rings. The Steelers kicked y'all butts enough in the 70s. So therefore, they get Steeler Nation. Y'all got to get no, you, you can have rings. You can have dubs. I don't care. It is Raider Nation or nothing. You got you to gotta go on somewhere with that, brother. Got to go on all somewhere right, with right. that. We, we got to bring it back to actually talking about the draft and not beefing. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 okay. So back to Najee Harris because people in Steeler Nation. No such thing. <laughs> believe. believe you believe. You'll talk about Najee Harris. And there are some people who are like saying, hey, this man, he's going to be like another Derrick Henry. Maybe not exactly like Derrick Henry, right. breakaway speed, but he's going to be another dominant running back. And other people 
are saying he's going to be closer to Eddie Lacy and, and bomb out of the Ooh. league. I'm saying he's going to be a lot closer to a Derrick Henry than, a, than an Eddie Lacy. Am I capping? No, no, you're not capping. Now, you're capping when you say that nonsense on that Steeler Nation. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely – you're not capping when you talk about Najee Harris. He's going to be an absolute stud. He's got a great pedigree. He's got a great work ethic. I mean, the dude, he traveled from Dallas all the way to Alabama to Tuscaloosa for the pro day that he was not participating in. He drove there just so he could support his teammates. I mean, yeah. that's a real deal dude. And I'll give you this because I think he's a possibility for – Steelers, I think he's a possibility for the team. I do think that. And I think he'd be a great Steeler because I think he kind of represents what the, you know, Steel City represents. Um, uh, you, you was about to say Steeler Nation. I was not. So I said Steel City. I, no, I'm, I'm making up stuff for you so you can use different terms just because <laughs> I don't want you to sound foolish when you say that nonsense to somebody who's not a friend. At least I'm a friend and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to kill you on it. But someone else don't know you. They might pull a knife out and get you, man. I'm trying to save you, man. You're a good Listen, dude. So I, I, I want to educate there, there, you. There are entire books about how there are hundreds of Steelers bars across the country. Not bars that show Steelers games, but actual Steelers bars. I've been in Manhattan, in, 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 in Hell's Kitchen, New York, and I found a Steelers bar. I've been in Arizona, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. There's a place that is known as the biggest Steelers bar west of the Mississippi River. It's a place called Harold's. It's a, you walk in and there's Steelers memorabilia everywhere. You can even gamble on horse racing because that's what, that's what the original, the chief Art Rooney senior did in his early days to help build up his money to get the Steelers. So, Sir, it is Steeler Nation. It is not. Whether you like it or not. It is not. You can, you, and first of all, the Raiders, you don't have, the reason you want to claim a nation is because first you're Los Angeles. Then you're Oakland. No, actually, then now you're, you're Oakland Vegas. first. So you got to be a nation because you're all over the place. Well, that's fine. Oakland first, then LA, now Las Vegas. And you're talking about gambling. The Raiders are in Vegas. You can gamble on anything. I don't care about it. You can gamble on horseback. You can gamble a horse on your back. You can gamble on a chief. You can gamble on whatever the hell you want to gamble on. Don't tell me nothing about gambling. I think this is a great time to talk about betonline.ag while you're talking about gambling. <laughs> but let, let's do let's 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 talk. we could talk about that uh we could talk about that but actually no we're not talking about bet online just yet we're talking about our friends at blue nile in this next break and when we talk to you about blue nile we're talking about 1010 which is an exclusive collection of 10 creative style of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Segment number two is on the way. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. 
We're going to try and put the Steelers Raiders nation beefing thing Why behind you gotta bring us. up old stuff, man? I just calmed down. Now you got to get me fired up again. Listen, listen. You can have Raiders Nation over there. It's Raider I'm Nation. Have Steelers Raider, nation not plural. It's Raider Nation. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. This guy. Where do we find this guy? And how do we return we- him? <laughs> but let's get to the next group of players right. to All do right. some cap or no cap. Because now we're going to the trenches. Okay. We're big dogs. Yes. And this is an interesting class, Q, because there's a lot of there's a lot of tackles, offensive tackles that I think are are going to be great. Yeah. And I think that they, they'll go really quickly. But then I also think that offensive tackle is super deep. And I think center has a has it's, it has a day two value that dips off really fast. And for defensive line, I'm I'm all over the place with, with how I feel about a lot of these guys. But I'm gonna say this. There will there will you tell me if I'm cap or no cap here. There will be no interior defensive lineman drafted in the first round this year. Um I think that you're capping, but I don't think okay. you're capping on purpose. Okay. I think that you're correct in your thoughts. I think that you're correct on, in theory. I don't think there should be any interior defensive linemen drafted in the first round. With that being said, because it's such a small class for defensive tackles, I think one's going to sneak into the first round because they're so limited. You know what I mean? So I think that you, you're you capping, but not on purpose. You know, you're, you're not, it's not like you're poking the, the bear when it comes to, well, that other nonsense that you were capping about. <laughs> I, I think that... I think, and this is the truth, I think Christian Barmore from Alabama is going to get drafted probably in the late first round, 24 or below, because there's not a, a deep class. I don't think he's a first-round guy. I think he's a second-round dude. If you saw him throughout the course of the year at Alabama, he was not like Quentin Williams where he was the best dude right. from start to finish. He was the best dude at the finish, which is important because everybody was paying attention to the finish when it came to the uh, when it came to the playoffs, but he just he's hot and cold and I want a guy that runs hot all the time. And so he's got the tools. He just, I don't know if he's got the, the motor all the time to do it. Uh, so we'll see. But I think he ends up in the first round out of a lack of depth at that position. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're capping, but you're not really capping on purpose. Yeah, it's it's just I don't see any of these guys as first-round grades. But you're right. There are teams who will reach uh, for players really high at a position for no reason. <clears throat> Raiders with Cleveland Farrell. Um but uh, right. you know that's that that's that that's neither here nor there. But tell me, tell me what? Give me give me your statement, and I'll tell you if you cap in on this. Um, I believe that because Panay Sewell on the offensive line out of Oregon, offensive lineman out of Oregon, because he opted out in 2020, he's going to drop potentially down to around the top 10. He's going to be select he's not going to be selected till around number 10, maybe a little Whoa. bit more because he uh, opted out in 2020. Whoa, sir, you you sir are capping right now. There's no way that I know that I I get it. He opted out. People are, but the the tape on this man looks like the future. And there is there is specifically one team who cannot let this man fall fall that far. And that team is the Cincinnati Bengals. They sit at the fifth overall pick of the draft. Yeah. They just, you know, you know they yeah. just had Joe Burrow go down with ACL injury. I don't know if you saw the pictures of, of uh, their new uniforms. Like they did like a, a picture shoot and they had all these guys posing in their uniforms. And then someone made a, made a meme and, and, and it, it was kind of funny, but it wasn't funny. Cause it's like, Hey, that guy got injured. Even though he's okay right now, but they said, show me, 
that the that the Bengals are going to draft an offensive tackle without telling me that the Bengals are going to draft an offensive tackle. And he just zoomed in on the picture, and you could see Joe Burrow's knees and this huge scar on one of his knees yeah. for the from the surgery that he had to get. And, and that's the truth. If Joe Burrow, your first overall pick, he needs to be protected. Your offensive line, and I said it last year, they're going to put him in danger, and then it, unfortunately he went down. There's no way I get I, I pass up on Pete Sewell at number five if I'm the Bengals and, and and him of all teams and if I'm the Dolphins at six I know they're talking about trading back but I'm also saying you know what Tua get him a protector um you know I I'm sorry there's there's no way he falls down to like the Cowboys at ten or the Giants at eleven S- somebody is going to take a stab at him I have to say that you are capping on that my good friend well I'll tell you this the conversation around Cincinnati from at least the conversations I've had is most fans and most of the media there you know around the Bengals believe that the conversation is Panay Sewell at five or Jamar Chase at five and getting him you know reunited with his college quarterback in Joe Burrow even though everything that you just said about protecting Joe Burrow is that's a no cap that's the absolute truth you know what I mean like you've got to do that but they may at the same time get a little greedy and say, hey, let's go get a, a big-time playmaker for uh, for our quarterback. And, oh, by the way, they're familiar with each other. So I believe that that's a debate right now. If you go get the protection or you go get the playmaker. Me, you, you, you build from the inside out. You get the trenches taken care of and you work, about, you work everything else out afterwards. But, again, I'm sitting here arguing with you about, you know, team names, not worried about, um, you know, offensive linemen and wide receivers. So who knows? We, <laughs> we, we both could be capping at the end of the day, and we don't even think we are, you know? This is very true, very true. Um, I'm going to give one on the edge rushers here. I'm going to say there are going to be four edge rushers that go in the first round this year. And edge rushers are a weird position this year. Yeah, it Normally is. There's, a, there's an immediate top five guy that you're just like, oh, you got to get. And sometimes there's two top five guys. Right. Edge rusher is such an important position. But this year it's different. Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, uh, Gregory Rousseau, Aziz Ojulari. Um, and then you get to like the Joe Tryons and like the the Joseph Osai's, the Jason Oways of the, of, of the draft. I, but I still think there are too many teams that value edge rusher and need one. And that's why I'm saying there's going to be at least four edge rushers drafted in the first round this year. You know, um, I'm going to say that you're not capping on that one. And and the reason is kind of similar to what I said about Christian Barmore and the defensive line, you know, that because the need is so, so, so great. You know, every team needs an edge rusher. Every team needs a guy who can get after the quarterback. Guys are going to be elevated that probably shouldn't be. Guys will be drafted higher than they should. You mentioned Cleve Farrell earlier. You know, he was a guy that was taken number four by the Raiders. Probably should have been number 11, number 12, number 15. But he went number four because, well, that was a need. And and yeah. some teams aren't like the Baltimore Ravens that just say, hey, we're going to go by the, the next great player on our, on our board. We're going to trust our board and just pick the best player of available and then we're going to go from there and figure out where to play him later instead they looked and said well this guy you know he's got championship pedigree came from Clemson uh you know he's a good leader um okay well we wanted him at 11 or 12 we wanted to trade back but there's no 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 trade back so we're just going to go with him at four that's that's I think what's going to happen with a couple guys so uh, I'm with you with the four guys being taken uh in the first round on the edge rushers I don't think there's four edge rushers that probably should be four first round guys but I'm sure it'll probably happen now, see, that's the thing. I, that, and that's why I thought it would be a little more controversial because I'm not so sure that I would pick four edge rushers. There might be only like two guys I would I would pick in the first round with the talent that's an offensive tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back, cornerback, safety. There, there, there's a lot of guys who I value just higher than other edge rushers this year. But 
that's but I still think that people are going to try and reach at this position and make something happen where they don't need to make something happen. But you're right. You know, there's there's plenty of, of GMs and organizations that know all about drafting BPA, sticking to your big board and picking the guy that falls down to you. And I think one of the group that knows that better than everybody is Steeler Nation. So ah, uh, there's no such thing. <laughs> there totally is, brother. No, there's there's not. A, they're, 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 they have a blue check mark on Twitter, man. There's a whole thing. Steeler Nation check marked. Twitter verified this, that there's Steeler Nation. So you can't even argue with this anymore. Look, man, I just saw a tweet from Tupac and he's got a blue. He's got a blue check mark. OK, <laughs> rest in peace to Tupac. But I just saw a tweet from Tupac. Matter of fact, he was saying rest in peace to to uh, to Shock G, who passed away on Thursday. So, yeah. Tupac, who's passed away a long time ago, is sending out a tweet to Shock G, who passed away on Thursday. And that was Twitter. So you tell me. I ain't worried about no Twitter. Twitter don't mean nothing. You, sir. You, sir, are silly. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about the defensive skill player positions and where we're capping and not capping on that situation. But first, we got to talk to our friends at Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar for a very, very long time. They got so many amazing flavors, best tasting protein bar, period, 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew. If you're like me, you like to put yours in the fridge and give it a little bit of chill. But if you're like Chris, you probably, well, whatever. You're just kind of whatever, you know? You just take it how it is because, well, that's kind of how Chris rolls. But that's not how I roll. I like to chill them a little bit because I'm a chill type of dude. But there's so many great flavors to choose from. Cookies and cream. Cherry Barcia, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp, and many, many more. Matter of fact, the Built Bar that actually won the Built Bar Challenge, the March Madness Challenge that was going on with Built Bar, the Coconut Brownie Chunk is back, and it is back and on a limited capacity. So if you are a big fan of that one, you need to go get that one right now. But there's so many different flavors to choose from. I've been mentioning it before. So many flavors. All you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com. Check them out. Whenever you decide what you want to buy, however many boxes or however many bars you want to buy, when you go to check out, out, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. So not only are you going to get great taste of protein bar, but you're going to save money at the same time as long as you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. One more time for the folks in the back row, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here, my friend and co-host, your boy Q from the Locked On Raiders Podcast. I'm from Locked On Steelers. Q, let's get to some of the defensive skill players. Now, I know technically edge rusher would count as a skill player, but we lumped them in with edge rushers just to evenly divide the show. Yeah, yeah. So work with us. But looking at this, looking at this group, now I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say there are going to be three off-ball linebackers taken in the first round of the NFL draft this year. And those three linebackers will be Michael Parsons. Okay, check. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Check, check. Zayvon Collins. Check, check, and check. All right. So. Not capping. You are not capping. That is the truth. Now, let me counter that because you're talking linebackers with – Micah Parsons will not be the first linebacker taken because Whoa. he has a lot of character red flags that people are concerned about. And he opted out. And he opted out. Cap or no so cap. My, my, my only thing like this, I I, I, I I think that you you yourself, you are not capping, but what you're saying is cap. Because that's I just can't buy into it. Because it'd be different if his pro day was sloppy. 
it'd be different if he came out and then everyone was just like, uh oh, like, okay, he's lost a step. He's still the man, but he lost a step. But like the man ran a sub four four forty. Right. He can still he 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 can still beat up anybody he wants to beat up. As much as I like JOK myself, I think people are gonna see the completeness of Micah Parsons and look past those red flags and say, let's go get that guy. Is it worth it to look past those red flags? Because what I'm reading, and this is just what I'm reading, and this is just allegations that aren't necessarily true. It's just what's out there floating around in the in the world. Let's just put it Mm -hmm. like that. Is that he's got more character red flags than Reuben Foster. And Reuben Foster went at the end of the first round when the 49ers drafted him. Okay. Now, if that's true, because Reuben Foster had problems with women. Yeah, that's true. That's a and see, it's different if Micah is just if his if his red flags are purely just like in team and just like things here and there, right? That's one thing. Because I mean, Joe Mixon had a lot of red flags. It's true. I mean, he well, he had one real. He had one really large red flag. Yeah, but like, he dropped he, to the second round. And he dropped to the second round, but he's but but he's made it work. Yep. Yep. Ruben Foster true. has not. No. No. Okay. So he'll still be the first linebacker taken. I I still think so. I I, I think I've you're seen right. some people take JOK ninth overall in some mocks. Oh like, no, that's too high. Right. Right, that's cap. That's capping. Now that's capping. <laughs> that, that's capping. I, I can't. I can't buy into that. But but that's that's my linebacker take. What's yours? Okay, I'm gonna go with the safety position. Trayvon Merrick, the safety from TCU, yes. will be drafted in the teens, somewhere in the Ooh. 15 to 20 range in the first round. The first safety off the board, Trayvon Merrick, out of TCU, will be drafted somewhere in between 15 and 20. Is this because the Raiders really need a safety? They do need a safety, but I don't think that that's who they go with at 17. I think that they try to trade back, but I just know that there's teams that need safeties, and he's, I believe, in my opinion, he's the best one, and so a team may may reach up for him. I'm going to say you're capping, but I don't think that, I don't think that Trayvon, anyone would be bad for doing that for Trayvon because I like his tape. I think he's a heck of a safety. I think he'll be, he'll, he'll be an instant plug-and-play guy in the NFL. But when I look in those teams, you're talking about 15 to 20. Right. Patriots got to get a quarterback. I mean, who's there, who are they going to get at 15 if they stay there? If they stay there, we're talking Trevor Lawrence is gone. Zach Wilson is gone. Uh, Justin Fields is gone. Mac Jones is probably maybe there. See, I think Mac Jones may, may, may be there. And that may, okay. may be where. Okay. Because Bill Belichick, he loved him some Jimmy G. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And Jimmy G's my, my Mac Jones comp. But so. how about this? And maybe right, this right. should have been one we talked about in the first segment. All right. Bill Belichick's never drafted a quarterback in the first round. Whoa. Never thought about that. Is this the year that streak breaks? That's a good question. I think that's sh- I think that streak breaks here. As as long as the, they fall to that. If it if all five of them go, he's not picking Kellen Mon with the 15th overall pick. Maybe he'll that. wait to the second round to go get Kellen Mon. And maybe he'll wait to the second round. I think that's more accurate. But but I but I do think that there's going to be a quarterback that falls to him okay. that he gets there. I think the Cardinals they'll try to replenish. They they might take the first stab at running back. Um, I think they take a corner. I think the they, Cardinals uh, take a that, corner. That was my other thing was 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 addressing the corner position. Raiders they could take a safety. I, I mean straight up they could take Trayvon Merrick. They could definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are another team I see maybe doing running back. They may they may look at safety and like, look, you know, we traded away Minka and we got Austin Jackson back, so we 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 need to do something there, right? Um, Washington maybe Bears are another team that if one of these quarterbacks falls to them, I think they're jumping all over it. But so you know what, I take it back. You're not capping. 
because this those teams aren't as desperate as in desperate situations as I was originally painting. They so might. I mean, they, these teams might just look at him and say, hey, that's a hell of a player. We can add him to our team and we have an instant an instant starter, a guy who can go make plays, you know, and, and so I, I'm just I'm thinking that he's going to go higher than a lot of people believe he's going to go. Uh, and I, I think most people have him in the 20 range. I think he's going to go higher than that. That's, and, 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 and that's I'm not capping on that. Like, that's my my true belief. I just don't know what team is going to pull the trigger. I think that's 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 more than fair. And the other thing that plays into this is that there's no other safety. I see as first round gradable. Exactly. And exactly. There may be a team that's like, oh, we need a safety. And he's the only option that we have this year. We got to get him like Javon Holland, in my opinion, out of Oregon is a second round guy. Richie Grant out of UCF is a second round guy. Andre Cisco is like a day three guy, in my opinion. I know some people are higher on him than I am, but whatever. I mean, there's guys that can play the position. I just think that a lot of those guys are day two or day three dudes. I'm 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 with I'm with you on that. This isn't the year to, to to this isn't the deep safety class of of round one guys. I think it's deep in guys that you could draft in the middle rounds and be very happy with, but not deep deep is in the sense that there's going to be a run of uh, day one and day two safeties that dominate this draft class. Let me let me do corner. Okay. My corner take. You and I. So I, I I'm going to avoid the obvious one because you and I have talked about Caleb Farley. You you think he's he should fall much further down. I don't think he will. I That's think a good one right there. Side. That's a good one. I'll, but, I'll tell you right we've now. We've already done that. I'll, hey, let me steal it. I'll tell you right now. Uh, All right, Caleb fine. Farley should not be a first-round guy. Caleb Farley should not be a first-round guy. Caleb Full Farley cap. should not be a first-round guy. Full cap. You're 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 not just wearing a cap. You're wearing the Raiders first round draft pick cap. Like it's like okay, like, hey man. Uh, all right, all right. We've been doing this show for a long time, and you know what? The one thing you've never seen, what? you've never seen a hat on my head, brother. <laughs> There's no cap in my world. <laughs> but okay, okay. I got too pretty a hair, man. I got pretty hair. I got this, waves. Oh, 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 I got you know. I, got, I must I, have some I, Indian I, in me. I got waves. I, I still got, got a good hairline at 44 Indian. years old. Hey, there ain't hey, no man. capping on this thing right here. Hey, hey man, I got I got my fade going on right here. I like I, I like my hair. I, I used to wear hats back in like high school, and then like uh, I was dating my girl in college, and she was like, "Caps are caps are for losers." I was like, "Well, babe said that. Whoop, it goes off." <laughs> I was like, "That that's how quickly I changed my opinion." And uh, we are still together, so fellas, don't wear hats. It works. Um, <laughs> all right stupid things we have said on this show today okay all right all right back to my my corner take because i'm gonna avoid the, the obvious bait of a conversation that caleb farley is because our listeners have heard you and i go at this before. okay um i'm gonna say this after the top three guys whether you think it's sertan horn farley whatever order right the next cornerback that should go is asante samuel jr Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Not Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Not Eric Stokes, who I like ooh. his speed, but I think he has a hard time turning. Not Elijah Molden. Not Melifonwu, but Asante Samuel Jr. He, uh, uh, Jr. He should be he, he he should be the next corner off the board off of the, the obvious top three of Farley, Sertan, and Horn. You know, it's funny, man, because there's a lot of folks that are talking up Newsom, man. Talk, a lot of folks are talking up Newsom. I've seen him mocked in the first round, and I don't know if I he's have. a first-round guy, but I've seen it. Hmm. I like Asante Samuel Jr. as well. I do like him. I think he he makes plays on the ball. Uh, he's obviously got the pedigree. You know, I'll yeah. say, and I know this is off topic, man, this draft has so many guys that have dads that played in the league. I mean, this is yeah. one of the deeper drafts when it comes to uh, family trees. <laughs> 
No, you're right. I mean, Pat, Patrick Sertan and Asante Samuel Jr. right in this right in this class. Well, uh, J.C. Horn. Oh, dang, I forgot about it. Yeah, you're right. Yep. I mean, and, and even just like, bro, like if Melifon was in the I, draft, like, like, I wouldn't draft no Melifon Wu. I wouldn't draft no Melifon Wu. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That's Bigfoot. <laughs> His big brother was Bigfoot. I, I, I'm permanently scarred by him. I would never draft a Melifon Wu. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Once burned, twice shy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ain't drafting no Melifon Wu. If listen, I meet somebody listen. and they say, and I say, hey, what's your name? And then they say Melifon Wu. I mean, nope. No, no, we, <laughs> get out my face. Yeah, you go on over there and be a Pittsburgh fan. You can't, you can't ride with me, man. Uh-uh. You know he's he's gonna join Steeler Nation, and then and then he realized that there's nothing that he just joined. <laughs> he he just got catfished. <laughs> he realized he's hanging out with Manti Teo's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, okay. Now you crossing lines, sir. Now you crossing lines. All right, all right. This is more of a fun cap or no cap to finish the show here. Okay, I'm drafting Trill Williams just because his name is Trill Williams. Um, you know what? You ain't capping. You ain't capping. (laughs) I think that you would probably do that. You would probably do that. (laughs) A trillion Williams. You would do that. (laughs) Just to throw him in the secondary, be like, "Yep, we got Trill out there." Yeah, you would. You would do that. You would be the one. Sell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I knew that. I I don't even know why I thought about that so long. I should have known better than that. Well, this has been a fun show, Q, as always. Oh, it has. That- hey, honestly, this has been like one of the funnest shows ever. Like, I've I've had so much fun on this show that I mean, and I'm not I'm not capping. I really want to keep going. I really don't want to stop. But I know that we got time limits, we got regulations, and we're gonna run out of time here. But man, this has been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. Hey, we're gonna play cap or no cap more often. Let us know if you enjoyed the show. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, uh, Q. Let them know how to get in contact with you and get more of your work. Absolutely. At your boy Q254. You can hit me up on Twitter and make sure when you do and, and, and let us know if you enjoyed cap or no cap. You also let it be known that you ride with me when it comes to Raider Nation and there's only only one nation and that's the Raider Nation. Oh, I don't care who you're a fan of. You, uh, you can you can be honest with yourself. Listen, if you want to if you want to talk to me, the person of logic and reason and just positive thinking. Yeah, he's capping. Understanding capping. of the, he's way of the world. He's all capping. This is all caps. <laughs> You follow Chris Carter on Twitter at Carter Critiques. And you can tell your boy Q over here that there is Steelers Nation. Okay. And it is the strongest nation because it's all over the place. But thanks again for listening to the Friday edition of the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Remember, subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on the Odyssey app, which used to be radio.com. And, of course, rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. All that stuff really helps out the show. We got we got our show restarting back up on Monday. It's going to be a great show with Bo Brack. He's going to be talking things, getting you queued up for the rest of the NFL draft. Thanks again for listening. You'll hear us hear from us next week recapping the first round. And we're not capping. We'll be recapping. <laughs>